0: I give you the jury of the damned Benedict Arnold, Lizzie Borden, Richard Nixon, John Wilkes Booth, Blackbeard the Pirate, John Dilliger, and the starting line of the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. (gasps) Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors.
1: Here we are.
0: You don't have to do that part. I'm yeah, sure you'll put no it in, in the actual. But It's like spooky. I was trying to be like spooky. Should we start again? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never.
0: We are one take.
1: Here we are uh, once again talking about The Simpsons because that's, that's right. what we do on this show. It is your complete. <laughs> and comprehensive encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons 1 through 10. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And the episode we will be talking about today is Treehouse of Horror number 4. Ooh. Spooky. 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 Welcome to
2: Halloween in August. Uh, It's so close. I'm so excited. And we
1: have, (laughs) uh, of course, we have our special guest, our sometimes co-host, Um, Horror expert. Horror expert. The man who is more qualified than anyone to talk about (laughs) this sort of thing. (laughs) He is the artistic producer of the only theater company in Canada that... Produces horror f- plays as their mandate. Yeah, so he must be something he knows his special.
2: Stuff. You heard it here, froze. first. Everybody, That's <laughs> right. Uh, was <laughs> I not supposed
1: to say that? I <laughs> uh, no, it's fine.
2: We're <laughs> we're approved. It's all good. Okay, yeah, you, good. you know it's going to get out. It'll come out Friday. Yeah. so yeah, just so.
0: announce it before then. We'll yeah, do. <laughs> uh,
1: hey, you get the TBN bump. Yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks. Everyone will know. Appreciate that. Uh, it's I, Ryan Reese. Hey, everybody. Hey. Yeah, welcome.
2: I have decided to embrace. The term "expert," <laughs> because rarely in your life do you ever get considered an expert. <laughs> <Why'd you laughs> just just Why do you say it that way? I just stop pushing it away. Embrace. And, uh, I feel it. Like em- embrace? embrace. Embrace. I don't know. You embrace. just inflected weird. Oh, <laughs> it's because <laughs> I'm of, like embrace. Standing like, and the microphone in my face. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs>
0: anyway, you can embrace uh, it all you want. I will. Uh, <laughs> That's great. Yes. Um, <laughs> before we uh, before we dive too deep into the episode, or uh, you know, Ryan. Uh, Greg. Yeah,
1: what's up? (laughs) How have you been? Uh, I've been good, man. Uh, last week of, uh, Shakespeare. Yeah. This week. Nice. So, this will go up on Friday, so... You'll be pretty much done. I'll have three shows left. Nice. By the time this goes up, and, um... Killing it. Yeah, I I guess. (laughs) Uh, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a bummer. Aw. Yeah, it's gonna be a bummer to say goodbye to that show. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And onward uh, to the next. Onward to the next thing. I'll probably go across the country on some sort of a spiritual journey before I have to go back to uh, work at uh, ATP. But I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, Sweet. Doing some uh, standardized patient work. Gonna help doctors become doctors. It's the one thing I
2: think I can contribute. Faking those ailments.
1: Yeah, fake those ailments so that they can become better. Healthcare practitioners. That's that's how I can contribute to the world.
2: Awesome. It's yeah. very good.
1: And um, how about you? Uh, I've been good. I just ran a Spartan race. That's right, you did. Uh, I heard you almost
0: died. I almost died several times. Uh, it's uh, it's not for the uh, not exercising people like me. It's not, <laughs> it's not for the, the not faint built, of heart. It's not built for the faint of. Uh, Is it for the running. faint of fart? All right, that's, <laughs> nice. that's all very funny. Um,
1: nice, thanks.
0: No, i uh, i did a I did a mud run last year, and it was a similar idea. It was a five k with obstacles. I
1: thought that was the Spartan run.
0: No, no. And the Spartan run is insanity compared to the mud run, in my opinion. Okay, what is it? Well, first of all, it's at a motocross uh, okay. um, track which means there's a lot of hills, a lot of up and down. The yeah. Mud Run was in Olds, which is very flat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was mostly running and obstacles. This is running, obstacles, and going up and down hills several times, which I think is what killed me the most. That'll do it. Uh, especially when you had to like carry sandbags up and down hills. What? Um, <laughs> buckets of sand up and down hills. Uh, the Atlas Carry, which is just, here's a giant cinder block. Pick it up. Bring it over there. Drop it. Pick it up again. Bring it back. You could have just done it like a day of landscaping. I no, <laughs> I didn't it just like sounds any exactly of it. like landscaping. Um, so you paid to do this. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get paid to so, do this. No, yeah, I I gave them my money for the honor yeah. of <laughs> taking part in their race. Uh, so the first half of the race, I didn't think I was going to be able to finish because I had to stop. At one point, because I was getting dizzy and uh, heat stroke, I'm pretty sure. And there was no water station yet. So I was like, I basically like, luckily I had a good like support team with me, uh, Janelle and Chris and Brandon, uh, the three people kind of running with me. And they were like, you know, they kind of asked a security person, like, hey, do you have water? And he's like, I do, but I don't. <laughs> so he's like, he gave me some, but he's like, this isn't like, like, I'm not supposed to give water to, but like he could tell I was like almost dead. So he gave me some water. <laughs> that, that at least made me, you know, not feel like I was going to die. So I was able to kind of get to the first water station, rest up a bit, go again. Uh, and kind of after that point, it was still tough, but I kind of was able to do it. I don't know if my, my body was just like, oh, this is happening for a while. Okay, we'll <laughs> stop trying to shut you down then. Um, so I, the second half was not nearly as bad as the first half for me. Uh, I think also because it seemed like there was less hills. So I think that helped a lot. Um, most of the obstacles after that point, there wasn't a lot of carry stuff anymore, which is the other ones that kind of killed me. So Sheesh. it was, uh, it was an experience. I don't know if I'd do it again, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still hurting. I can barely move. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's the Spartan race. They give you a medal. I mean, that's kind of cool. I got a medal and a shirt and you can buy medals though. You know that?
2: Yeah, but where's, these the on? where's the <laughs> honor in that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like that To be in a race where somebody gives you water just because they don't want to be an accessory to your death.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's pretty
1: fucking hardcore. It is crazy. The, the waiver
0: <laughs> is pretty much like, you might die during this. <laughs> <laughs> you release all liability.
2: Oh, my God. I was like,
0: uh, I mean, obviously you're saying that to cover your ass, and I sign it. And then uh, you get your little package, and on the back it's like, this race can cause death, like in bold. I'm like, wait, what is happening here? <laughs> this is They do the same scary. thing for Iron Man. Yeah. It's I mean obviously it's a big covering their covering their butts, but yeah. it's it's an intense race. I I'm not gonna you know, I, I applaud those who do it uh, and finish with great times. Um, you know, they released the the times and I looked at who finished, you know, in first or whatever and it was something like in forty minutes. What? Um I finished it in almost 3 hours so just for comparison there. Uh but yeah, Holy. so I mean I'm I'm 31. I'm not like a young a young go-getter. So like Ryan over like here. Like Ryan over here. Yeah, so. I think I'd
2: get it done in 5 hours. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I don't
0: know, you're you're smaller than me so like you at least have less weight you're young, to you small and to, like pull over walls and stuff. Like there's there's a lot to that.
2: Oh, uh, Maybe, but I'm telling you, man. Like, I can I'm not even like considering doing something like that. So, <laughs> kudos to you,
0: man. Next
2: year, look for it. Ryan will be a Spartan.
0: <laughs> nice. I'll make him. I'll sign him up. Did you train at all? Uh, no. See, I mean, your problem. Well, yeah. The thing is, like, I like I wanted to do some like just endurance training, uh, just like running and stuff because that was the mud runs. The biggest thing with the mud run I felt is like I didn't have a lot of endurance. Yeah. But the obstacles I was like I was happy to do and it was actually fun. Uh, but. So I wanted to do so so I did some some running here and there in the summer, but not nearly enough. Um, but I think even if I had done that, I still think the thing that would have killed me is all the hills and the carrying, because that's the stuff that I didn't expect or train for, mm-hmm. so or even like think to train for. So Yeah, it anyway. sounds awful.
1: It sounds like a horror story. It's speaking of <laughs> nice segue. <Thanks>. Hey, <laughs> uh we're talking about three horror stories today that's right um as always yeah um i don't really have much of a tv guide synopsis for this one (laughs) suffice to say it's halloween again and the simpsons are telling three stories that are pieced vaguely together by a series of wraparounds which i actually really really enjoy this time yeah the
0: bart's walking through a painting gallery and I think commenting hilarious. on them. It's a uh, parody of Night Gallery with Rod Serling, yeah. who you may know as the Twilight Zone host. Mm-hmm. Um, written by Conan O'Brien, the wraparounds are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's his last writing credit for the show. Oh. Um, not a full episode, but just a uh, wraparound for a Halloween episode. Cool. So that's cool. Um, and he, of course, does his usual, Bart, of course, does his usual, uh, you know, this is very scary. Uh, Marge pops yeah. in, you know, you should warn them that it's spooky. Maybe you should
1: tell them to listen to <laughs> the War of the Worlds on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will, mother. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but we go into our first story, which is called The Devil vs. Homer Simpson. The Devil and Homer. Simpson. Sorry, The Devil and Homer Simpson. In a, uh, play on The Devil, Devil and Daniel and Webster. Daniel Webster, or The Devil and Daniel Mouster. Is that a thing? Yeah, I I don't know if that's the actual title, but there was a... Uh, I went to the Cuff uh, cartoon party a few years back, and that, that was one of the cartoons they played, Devil versus mm, Daniel Mouse or some shit. Anyway, it's um, <laughs> really a really obscure poll. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is uh, Homer dreaming about donuts, is how this episode starts, uh, specifically donuts walking down a runway, um, as, as, as in a model show. A la fashion show. A fashion show, a la Zoolander. Um, So weird.
2: That was so weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he wakes up, and he's like, oh, I want a donut, because I'm sure that's all he ever wants. And they're all out, because everyone ate them and threw them at Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) Just
1: for kicks. (laughs) Just for kicks. And then he says, I want to sell myself for a donut. And the devil is... Ned Flanders. What a twist! Of Ah! course. Yeah. Uh, is this the first time you've seen this episode? It is. Ryan? Yeah. 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 What did you think about that twist?
2: <laughs> I mean, for someone who hadn't seen Simpsons that long, but knows all the characters, mm-hmm. it was like, cool. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Way to go. And his goat form and everything <laughs> is pretty great. It's <laughs> a darkness, sir. It's <laughs> your <are> one o'clock.
1: <laughs> What was he saying? he was that goat legged yeah. fellow? Or? That, yeah, is that goat legged fellow? I like the cut of yeah. his jib. Lucifer <laughs> is
2: surprisingly connected throughout all of Springfield. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: well I mean it's Mr. Burns, right? Yeah, well, like
2: all the other references are pretty funny.
1: Yeah, Mr. Burns is like generally very tied to the devil incarnate. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, he kind of welcomes that.
0: Uh, Comparison. Just recently in in Rosebud, I believe we had that newspaper clipping where
1: he... Uh, makes a deal with the devil, right? Yeah, he sells, contributes to old old age to deal with the devil, right? And he's giving him like ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah. So and that's canon. So it is canon. Whereas this is not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, he so he says, you know, uh, one one soul for one donut, and uh, he says as soon as you finish that donut. Your soul is mine. And Homer thinks, oh, so if I don't finish it, then you won't go, don't get my soul. Yeah. He's like, I suppose. He's like, I'm smarter than the devil. I'm smarter than the
1: devil. Then he turns into the Fantasia devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chernabog. <laughs> is that what he's called? That's what his name is, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, didn't, I did not know that. You are not smarter than me. Oh, that is scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And A then nice he just little... keeps the donut. Yep, he just puts it in his pocket. He just puts it in his pocket and then in the fridge. Puts it in the
0: fridge with notes that say, do not eat, it's sold Why sold would donut. he keep the donut? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems to make sense that you just throw it out. Just throw it away. And then you'll never accidentally eat it
1: like he But it's does one later.
2: more bite of donut he could have. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Homer, Homer can do is, that.
1: I mean, it Homer makes Homer is definitely
0: a gluttonous fellow. Yeah, right, it makes so.
1: no sense why he would keep it. But then again, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's true. Which that's is, a good point. Yeah.
0: Well, touche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he yeah, eats, he puts it in the fridge and he like sleepwalks and eats it, kind of the donut,
1: mm,
2: forbidden for donut. donut,
0: classic line.
1: Uh,
0: uh, devil appears and he's like, ah, finishing something and sucks him into hell, but his wide behind stops him.
1: Yeah, uh. uh they marge talks him into a fair trial or is it lisa uh kind of both i think lisa is the one who first brings it up yeah and uh the devil laments that he should have gone to mexico and done this (laughs) which is (laughs) really funny uh and we get uh, to see homer spend a day in hell that's right yeah uh in particular in the ironic punishment division which (laughs) is from dante's inferno (laughs) that's right uh
0: He's like, oh, you like donuts, do you? We'll have all the donuts in the world! And just like force-feed some donuts forever. Yeah. And Homer's fine with it.
1: Yeah, he's totally totally fine with it. Uh, I love his little like kind of...
0: Like his fingers are twiddling. He's like so excited. Like, yeah. mm, this is the best. So you like donuts, <laughs> do you? hmm I like that. <laughs> I just, yeah, he's I, just like, yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> And he's just smiling the whole time. He gets really fat.
1: Yeah. Um, and you said when we were watching this episode, who's James Coco?
0: Mm-hmm. And, I, I never got that reference. And I
1: went onto the Simpsons archive, and there's an actual heading under this uh, under this episode that says, "Who is James Coco?" Here we go. Uh, and um, James Coco was an at times respected actor who was also famous for his weight and perhaps appetite. He oh, was my. in lots of films, including a Don Quixote. Uh, last thing I remember him doing was playing the lovable criminal uncle of Tony Michelli on Who's the Boss. Oh. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh. When he died, they said they had a sad, mo- uh, when he died, they had a sad, maudlin episode about how much they loved him. Oh, I remember. Yeah, right. a sad episode of Who's the Boss. I guess. Oh. A very special episode. Yeah, of yeah. Who's the Boss. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so that's James Coco, a uh, fat guy. Okay. Who's dead.
0: And that's, uh, for the listener who may not remember this episode, that's what the little demon says when Homer's just fine with the donut thing. He's like, you know, I don't get it. Uh, James Coco went mad after 15, 15, minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> so James Coco was in the ironic punishment division, division. as well. Yeah. yeah, with a similar uh, punishment, I imagine. Maybe not just donuts, but definitely food, mm-hmm. it seems. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, and there's actually... Uh, might as well bring it up now. There's a deleted scene in this episode. That's or right. In this scene. That's right. That we later see in the 138th episode, Spectacular. Where, where they Homer's, go bowling. Yeah, Homer's head is a bowling ball, essentially. Yeah. And they bowl with his head in hell. Yeah. Um, the thing I about owe these episodes. You one brain. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Signed God. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about these episodes is that they're so fast and furious because they need to fit in a whole story into the act. Yeah. Um. That there, I imagine there's probably even like a ton of deleted scenes for. There's another one, is not it?
1: Because he, because Lionel Hutz comes back. Uh. In. In this
0: episode, there's another deleted scene. You yeah. Isn't there? I don't recall. But. When Lionel, most likely.
1: Did Did Lionel Hutz come back in this one? Did he come back? Yeah. After he ran away.
0: Oh, do, doesn't he? Comes back for the. Well, oh no! You no, know, because he, he right because he. I'm thinking of the two different times he appears when he first, or sorry, when he has lines, when he first appears and says, you know, I had, was watching Matlock. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, when he basically gives his... The sound was off, but I got the gist of it. <laughs> that is unbreakable. Excuse me a minute. And yeah. then leaves.
1: Yeah. I think that's all, all that he, he does in this episode. Yeah. He doesn't come back. But in the, in the deleted scenes, he comes back and he has, a, he has an empty pizza box. I can right, hear, right. well, I didn't right. win, but I got you your free pizza. We did win. That's oh. okay. The box is empty. Yeah, the box is empty.
2: <laughs> For those at home, and I can neither confirm or deny that it? This, <laughs> this, this, this God uh, damn it, Ryan.
1: <laughs> don't worry about it, Ryan. It'll be uh, in season seven, the 138th episode spectacular. I want to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Am oh I? Yeah. The, the math checks out. Yeah.
0: Because we hit the 100th episode in season five. Yeah. Near the end of season five, I should yeah. say. So, so, yeah. It'd be early season seven. All right. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway, so we get to the trial. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, as we mentioned, Lionel Hutz makes an appearance. God, I our, love our Lionel favorite, Hutz.
1: Our favorite. One of our favorites, at least. He's uh, the, the old guy? No, no, no. The, the lawyer. lawyer. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Voiced yeah. by Phil Hartman.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah. Uh, did, did you guys notice that he was combing his hair with a fork? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he comes in and says the sound was off, but yeah. I got the gist of it. He has a <laughs> fork in his hair. <laughs> That's how he combs his hair. <laughs> uh, they have
0: so much fun with his character. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh I was actually watching Radioactive Man, the episode Radioactive mm-hmm. Man today. Uh and like his only part in that one is like uh Millhouse, baby, Lionel Hutz, your <laughs> new agent, uh bodyguard, lawyer and drug dealer, keeper Keep away <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, they have just a blast with that character,
1: and it's always fun to see. He was funny. Yeah.
0: And uh, they established some rules, some ground rules. Rule number one, bathroom breaks. Every half hour. Every half hour. Yeah. Devil agrees, says Mm -hmm. rule number two, the jury will be chosen by me. Lionel Hutz agrees. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait. Silence. (laughs) (laughs) So who's on? That's when we get the jury, which uh, you may have heard at the beginning of this episode, but uh, we'll run run through it again. Um, So we have uh, Lizzie Borden. Uh, Benedict Arnold. Forty
1: wax with a wet noodle (laughs) part.
0: Um, Richard Nixon, uh, who has a great line that we kind of skipped in the opening. He's not dead uh, yet. I'm not dead yet. In fact, I just wrote an article for Redbook. I did a favor for you. Yes, master. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then we have John Wilkes Booth, Blackbeard the Pirate, John Dillinger, and the starting line of the 1976 Philadelphia Flyers. Now, hockey fans.
1: The Broad Street Bullies. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> the Philadelphia Flyers so, of the 1970s were probably the most notoriously dirty, physical, if you're a Philly fan, <laughs> teams in NHL history. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I assume. the Broad Street Bullies, uh, and they were assessed as a team uh, to be a record number of penalty minutes over the course of the season. They did quite well that year, but the complaint was that it was less by way of talent and more by way of intimidation.
0: Yeah. And uh, from what I understand, they had won two Stanley Cups before the 76 season and went into the playoffs for the 76 season, but were beaten by the Montreal Canadiens.
2: True. Yes, very Scotty much so. Scotty
1: on their way into establishing a dynasty. Scotty Bowman was still the coach wasn't he? I think so uh, for the 70 for the 70s I wouldn't
2: know off the top of my head for
1: the 70s Canadians because yeah yeah like, that, that the second half of the of the 70s was they were headed to the dynasty right yeah yeah so but like wasn't
2: the 1976 team like the one the Russians came and played They're and then they like got like just beat up the whole time <laughs> and then <laughs> it was like we're not playing anymore because you guys just Punches the head instead of shooting at the net. (laughs) What the
1: the the Philly team? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was them, yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, oh my god. Yeah,
1: and the Broad Street bullies earned their name. Yeah. So yeah, so what's great
0: about this in in the episode is that it's very very like I don't want to say too deep of a poll, but if you're not a sports fan at all,
1: and the NHL was definitely not a huge deal. And it's still not
2: in the states. <laughs> yeah, in the states. Yeah.
0: But so like it's it's such a like obscure joke that like this specific team are essentially a, someone that the devil
2: would choose as jury members. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, you just have to even meet a, a Flyers fan today, right? And no, you would no, get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any Flyers fan would get that. Oh yeah. yeah. Any Flyers fan. And like, even if you've just been like a small acquaintance for like two seconds, it'd be like, oh, yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is, like, I asked
1: my dad when I watched this episode, I was like, what the hell does that mean? And he was like, oh, the, they're the Broad Street bullies. Hmm. I was yeah. like, okay. All explain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, they're dicks. They were yeah. assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad does not like fighting in, yeah. in hockey. He thought it, he thinks it's. He thinks I just it's, don't
2: like the Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, I mean, either. I,
1: they're a uh, bunch of losers, am I right? A bunch of losers. Yeah. Wayne Simmons played for them. Oh, I like Simmons. Simmons, Simmons is old. <laughs> he should have been out of the game years ago, but he can't stay home because he hates his wife. <laughs> I wonder if he. I wonder if that
0: happens a lot to him, or if that's just us. That's just that joke us. It's <laughs> got to <laughs> be just
1: us. It's <laughs> really funny.
0: There's got to be liar liar fans who know him
1: in the NHL.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you imagine that just like every day in the locker room? Simmons is
1: old, guys. Come
0: on. <laughs> I haven't even
2: seen that movie. Well,
0: you are. I, I scored five goals tonight. Why can't we talk about that? You're old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it. You
1: played him that night, right? Or was that the night you didn't play?
0: Uh, no, I played him most nights. Okay. This most recent uh, season, yeah. Mm. Because uh, last year I traded him away and it was a mistake. Well, we all make them. All right. So, <laughs> anyway, back to the episode. Um so yes, yeah, so we have our jury and uh <laughs> the uh, uh Lionel Hutz has his opening statement, which is uh I think one of my favorite Lionel Hutz like trial mode lines. What the, unbreakable? Yeah. unbreakable? Oh yeah. I just love how cuz he's it's it it gives that uh essence of being very competent up until you realize, oh, he's screwing his own case right now. Because yeah. he's like, ladies and gentlemen. And he's like, he's very, very professional. And he's like, you know, does he use Webster's? Webster's Yeah, Webster's defines, defines, defines a contract yeah. as something that is unbreakable. That is unbreakable. Excuse me a minute. <laughs> 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 and uh, he goes to the bathroom. They go and check on him. And he open, they open the door and the window's open. He's gone. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> you think it'd be another one of those, like, uh, excuse me a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, they very rarely follow it's with It's just he goes he's in the bathroom, they gone. wait,
0: yeah, and they find him gone. Yeah, he's <laughs> gone.
1: That's it.
0: Um, but, so, basically, they're like, you know, obviously, uh, the case is yeah. going to the devil. But Marge saves the day. She says, you know, look at this picture. And it's Aww. from their wedding
1: night. Isn't he sweet? Isn't it's Homer just oh. the sweetest? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. They're in a, like, you, what you saw, or you had your wedding in a uh, hospital emergency room. room? Home rate the entire cake before the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the point is, you know, read the back of it. Blackbeard says, yar, is some kind of treasure map. But it's not. Quiet, you idiot, you can't read. It <laughs> is true. My debauchery was my way of compensating, <laughs> uh, which I love. I love that little... Exchange. I like how it's just the sea captain voice. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah of course. Don't even bother trying no. to change it even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but
0: on the back, it's, uh, you know, uh, Homer writ- wrote to Marge that he pledges, he doesn't have much, but he pledges his soul to her. That's right. And so forever. they. Forever. Forever. So they deem that Homer's soul is legally the property of Marge Simpson, not the devil. And so uh, he wins. Everyone disappears, but the devil has one last little uh trick to play turns homer's head into a donut into a giant donut <laughs> let that ill be gotten donut be forever on your head literally and so he's picking at it and <laughs> marge says stop picking at it oh but i'm so tasty and delicious and uh then she warns lisa warns him not to go outside because there's a bunch of cops waiting for him <laughs> <laughs> um in a very disturbing joke when you think about it yeah because they're waiting to eat a man yeah
2: <laughs> a man instead. that
0: may be a, have a donut for a head but that's still a living person yeah and he has the a family a donut, he has a family as, far as we saw <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so that that wraps up the first segment what'd you guys think of it it was great yeah
1: uh, Greg? Wow, we should have you back. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> Initially, first thoughts off the top of my head, just just off the first thing I think of, the little idiot I just thought it was great.
1: <laughs> it's just so full of jokes. Yeah. Like every single second because it's so mm-hmm. everything has to be so short. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they just need to put a joke in almost every single second. It's crazy. Are you guys familiar with the Devil and not and the at all? But I know that it follows the plot.
0: Yeah, similar plot. Uh, and I believe, if I recall, the way he wins in the end is the, the whole fiddle thing. That's where the whole fiddle uh, challenge uh, has become like a trope now. Yeah. Well, the Devil went down to Georgia. Thing? Yeah.
1: He f- has a fiddle match he basically, against the yeah, Devil. Yeah. Well, he
0: basically uh, says like, you know, because the Devil's like, your soul is mine. He's like, okay. Well, what if I can defeat you in a fiddle competition? And the Devil accepts. With Because of his, you know, his hubris. But and the so guy who
1: plays against the devil in the fiddle competition is named Johnny. In, in the, the song, song, sure. There's also f- uh, Fry in Futurama, if you recall. But he plays the holophone.
0: No, it's a fiddle. Is it? Yeah, you're thinking of a different episode. I am. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the robot. The first time the robot devil appears yeah. in Futurama, yeah. they have a whole fiddle competition thing. Oh, that's okay. Because simil- uh, Bender's soul is, uh, is uh, claimed by the it devil. It says here it's
2: ended in a court case. Was oh, it the thing? I'm just looking it up because I, di- I didn't know either.
0: I I did but see that. The, I know that the some like of the, the jury f- 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 fiddle versus De- devil is a trope, so I assumed it was from Devil Versus Daniel Webster, but
2: it doesn't I'd never look seen like it. it. Uh, 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 and uh,
0: the re- uh, <laughs> I remember I remember I brought up that mouse thing. Yeah, same thing with the mouse thing. That's also why I thought the mouse did a fiddle thing.
1: Well, the um, mm. there's a couple of the uh, jurors in the original version that cross over into the Simpsons one, uh, Benedict Arnold and Blackbeard. Um, both appear in the original
2: no. story that it's based <laughs> on.
1: Um anyway, I, I I I like this one. Um it's my it might be my favorite one out of the three. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Um yeah, it might be my favorite one out of the three. Um Terror at five and a half feet, the next one might edge it out. Who knows? Yeah. When we talk about it, I might... Mm. Yeah. yeah. But uh, speaking of, let's talk a little bit about Terror at five and a half feet. Feet. Um, Bart is back in the uh, art gallery, and he's going through various different paintings, and he stops on the school bus, and it must mean the ghoul bus, but no. Nope, nope. It's just the school <laughs> bus. Bart is nailing this hosting <laughs> gig, isn't he? Um and uh so we get Terror at five and a half feet, and that is a reference to, of course, they're sitting in a school bus. And mm. the direct reference, which this entire segment takes its entire plot from pretty much verbatim, is Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet, the Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Where there's something on the wing. Some mm. thing. thing.
2: <laughs> This also had kind of like a little bit of a Final Destination vibe, too, with the premonition that comes before Bart getting on the bus. But I think that was before. Oh, this
1: one definitely predates. Oh, Final yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. That
2: is interesting, though. Yeah. yeah. Just like, we can't get on the bus. Oh, it's like, that's going to hunt them down. Like, it's a gremlin. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> uh, so the premise is exceedingly simple. It's just Bart gets on a bus and sees a like a gremlin that's ripping out the side of the bus. And he uh, continually tells people that there's a gremlin, a monster on the side of the bus. It's tearing out the thing. And nobody believes him um, until it's too late. (laughs) That that, that whole chestnut. (laughs) But within this premise, it's because it's such a simple one, and because it's a Twilight Zone episode, and which a bottle was, episode, and a sense. bottle episode, uh, that gives us room to not really tell much of a story, but be a joke factory. Yep. Hmm. Right. Like Skinner being on the bus. Yes. Which is just phenomenal. <laughs> so funny. I mother hid my car today.
0: keys because I talked to a woman on the phone. She was right to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I like how open he is with Bart about it. Like, yeah, he might be wondering like, why I'm riding the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could just be like, hello, Bart,
0: I'm riding the bus today. Sit down. Yeah. Bart wouldn't be like, why are you riding the bus? He'd be like, all right.
1: He volunteers the information before <laughs> Bart even asks a question.
0: <laughs> and, and weighs in on how he
1: feels about it. Yeah. She was right she to was, do it. She was. She was right to do it. <laughs> um,
0: and we get some nice Millhouse stuff, too. Uh, the Krusty Trading Cards. Um, crusty poses for trading card photo. <laughs> and the, oh, at least you got the gum. Ow, I, I, I cut my cheek, which is a weird line. Everything is just, everything Krusty does is so awful. But you know what else we get in this segment? What? We get another first. Is it Uder? It's Uder. Yeah. First appearance of Uder, oh, the so foreign funny. exchange student. <laughs> little German boy. It was meant to be a one-off character, and then, uh as they often do. They found he was funny, so they brought mm-hmm.
1: him back. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, it's pre- it's pretty great. Um, I don't even remember what he calls his little lollipop thing because it's some weird German long word. Haschmannstrudel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I do love his bag of joy joys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mit iodine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not a big German speaker, but I believe means with iodine. I think that's right.
1: <laughs> Bart would want to stay away from that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Iodine no, um, Not the
0: iodine uh, But yeah So first appearance of Uder uh, Not his last He'll be He'll be Fun You might say fun, we Fun ate Eight, eight Uder. Uder
1: And he's in our stomachs now Right now <laughs> <laughs> no, Wait Scratch that last one <laughs> That's in a future Halloween episode. Oh I think it's the next my one. gosh! Is it? I think so. So look forward to that, Ryan. Exciting Nightmare Cafeteria. Exciting! You'll be watching that with
0: us too. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, so my favorite, one of my favorite parts of this uh, this segment, is when Bart says. Uh, there's a, there's on a gremlin on the, of the side bus? of the bus <laughs> and Otto looks over and there's Hans Molman driving a gremlin Yeah, <laughs> and his reaction is don't worry I'll t- I'll get rid of him <laughs> yeah. and then rams him off the road
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Hans Molman just paid off
0: this car yeah right? and he slowly falls into a ditch and then explodes yeah because doesn't even hit the tree yeah. the tree's there the tree's there doesn't even hit it
2: oh that's so because it's Hans
0: Molman and he needs to die
1: every yeah. time he appears yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, <laughs> I was watching that that Simpsons episode today where um, Homer it's a season 12 episode and gross. Yeah, it's not good, but it's where uh, Homer like breaks his leg and he starts a daycare. Like, I didn't even know that one. Daddy, daddy daycare. Yeah, Eddie like Murphy. a daddy daycare. Yeah. Exactly like the Eddie Great Murphy movie. film. <laughs> well, more closer to the Cuba Gooding Jr. one.
0: <laughs> Could, you, uh, Could you call that a film? No okay <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, so he, he, he he's looking after um, after Rod and Todd because Flanders drops him off, and um, he says, uh, well, Marge isn't here to look after them, so I could. She had to go down to the morgue to identify a body. <laughs> And it cuts to the morgue and is like, this isn't my uncle, and then and this man's not dead, and it's revealed that it's Hans Bolman. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, that's man. what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> and the <laughs> morgue attendant is just that's just gas escaping. And then <laughs> slides him back <laughs> into the drawer. Jesus. I was <laughs> like, that's so fucking dark.
2: Aw. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor Hans. Oh my god. Uh it's
1: funny. feels good to help people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, eventually they think Bart's crazy, tie him up, put him next to Uter. He convinces Uter to untie him, and that's when he finds the emergency flare and opens the emergency window, which for some reason starts, you know, sucking everyone out because of the parody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <sure. laughs> <laughs> for those unaware, the real version is on a plane. Hence 20,000 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Which but he's able low. to he's yeah. able to uh, to throw the flare at the gremlin and yeah. it kind of sets him on fire. He falls off and then Flanders hits him. And picks them up and kind of like Aww. cradles them like ah, it's a hurt little monster. I'm surprised
2: to find in the trivia section of this that that's not a Rosemary's Baby reference.
1: <laughs> just uh, Flanders picking up the yeah, baby. And, like the green swaddling. Mm.
2: Like like oh, nice Rosemary. Well, baby. it might be. Maybe it Maybe is and you
1: probably you might have just picked up on it and nobody else did because you're the horror expert. But
2: that's right. May- I I don't know. I feel we've like we've done it. We've done it, everybody. <laughs> we nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why <laughs> you're here. Drop the balloons. They're out
1: everywhere. red and black orange dann, 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 all the
2: colors of dann, halloween dann, 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 down, dann, dann, if it is a reference it dann, 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 is extremely subtle <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> that was great ryan nailed it <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you guys had a budget for that
1: yeah well we were waiting well, we uh, do we um we were walking
2: out here is gonna be tricky <laughs> we were that's...
1: sponsored by a dollar store that's yeah and they well just we spent all our budget on the balloons that's why we
0: you know don't we can't
1: give you any money
0: yeah you can have <laughs> balloons. All right. <laughs> Do you want one? Just one. <laughs>
2: All right. I'll take the red one.
0: All right. Um, anyway, so they uh, they see that Bart was right, because they see the ter- torn-up side of the bus, and Bart's still being hauled away to a mental <laughs> To learn ward, some manners. Because he was still disruptive, right yeah. or wrong. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, finally some I can rest at least. But the gremlin appears again, holding Flanders' head.
1: Because... Yep. Hilarious. That'll happen. Yep.
0: And uh, that's where the segment ends. So just like a Twilight Zone episode, ends on a down note. <laughs> ends on a downer, ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Main character does not get peace, ever. That's right. Hence the um, Twilight Zone. I did like how they, they really matched. Uh, if you watch the segment with William Shatner, the kind of stuff that Bart does is very, like pretty much exi- like frame for frame what William Shatner does when he starts going crazy.
1: He's like pounding his head. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the bus even has airplane window shades. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I didn't (laughs) notice that. Yeah. Uh, and this is the uh, this is the segment where we get the Kang and Kodos cameo. Oh, right. Yeah. Token alien. Foolish earthlings. Yeah. What does he say? Like uh, afraid afraid of of something that isn't there that doesn't exist.
0: And then a gremlin appears on the side of their UFO. And (laughs) classic. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't really work for me. Yeah, the is like a weird little, I feel like it was a, like an end of night. I just put him, make him do the the gulp thing. Yeah, make him try and like. Tug his collar. Tug his collar, even though he's got a space (laughs) (laughs) to help (laughs) it Um.
1: So, yeah, it's a fun little one. I like this this segment quite a bit. Um, A lot of it has to do with the, uh, like. The, the gremlin, like just the, like the thing that are not, the things that are not actually like a part of the, like the, the plot of the episode, because it's, um, there's, there's really great things around it. Like Bart saying, I just had a vision of my own impending fiery death. Um, the she was right to do it the gremlin exploding <laughs> yep. um don't worry i'll i'll take care of it Groundskeeper willie coming on saying that his best mule <laughs> he had to shoot it 17 times yeah this is a mile a minute this one yeah like that's like, because there's no plot there's no they like the the plot is so simple there's yeah i'm on finding the, side of the bus and
0: bart sees it no one else does yeah. and tries to convince him so it's just like what can we get out of this let's yeah. just
2: I'm finding with all the tree horses tree horses of tree, horror. The tree horses of horror. That would truly be horrifying. <laughs> the tree horses of horror. <laughs> Men to say that. Moving on. <laughs> uh, and all these segments like the middle one always seems like like clips so fast. Yeah. Like it's just which is kind of fun. Like it's I, I don't know if that's Yeah, I, th- that. I think yeah. I think
0: it's intentional. I think they try and make the first uh I mean obviously they have to set up the f- in the first act as well. Yeah. So they have that, but I think they, they seem to try and make the third one the, the bigger one, the mm-hmm. one that has the biggest budget, as it were, yeah. um, okay. the most story beats and that kind of thing. And so I think because of that, they make the middle one pretty short so that they can fit as
1: much as they want into the last one if, yeah. they, if they can. Mm-hmm. Speaking of... Bart Simpson's Dracula, a parody, obviously, <laughs> of Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. So good. Parody so of good. Dracula, Dead and Loving It, <laughs> starring Leslie Nielsen. Um, um, yeah, actually, this is a movie. Like, this is a movie that we probably have all seen. I
2: say, I is say- the castle far? <laughs>
1: I haven't seen it. <laughs> you haven't. Oh, no. oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta see this movie. Like uh,
2: Keanu Reeves' delivery of that line alone.
1: Oh man, makes it worth the two
2: and a half hundred dollar runtime. Yeah,
0: all I've seen of this movie is this the things where the things where people say like, you know, this is a movie where there's one fantastic performance with one terrible performance. Yeah, Gary Oldman is fantastic as Dracula. He is, and Keanu Reeves is terrible
1: as John Harker. D- dude. Yeah, John Doesn't matter.
0: yeah, Doesn't matter. And um, <laughs> Anthony is Hopkins
1: is pretty good as Van Helsing. Emily
0: Hopkins? Anthony. Anthony oh, thank Emily
2: Hopkins. Thank you. I heard Emily
1: Hopkins. <laughs> says, Who's this? Who's this young uh, up in that,
2: too. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, he's great.
1: <laughs> and Winona Ryder.
2: Yeah, it's also really good. Yep. This is actually a really good movie. Star-studded cast. Yeah. Except it's a star-studded for...
1: cast. It's also a really crazy, gothic, weird movie that... Really wouldn't get made unless Francis Ford Coppola was making it. Yeah. Um, and because the, he's crazy, he's crazy, yeah. and the the fact that it that it was made and it was made the way it was, uh, just leaves it rife for parody. Absolutely. Like Dracula, Dead and Loving It is essentially a feature length parody yep. of just Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there so you go. pretty much seen it. <laughs> yeah. Uh and um Keanu Reeves in Bram Stoker's Dracula is basically a parody of himself. It's oh, he's it's so funny. All so funny. I say is the castle far? He's
2: like over the ledge of a cliff and he just pokes his head out all the way and yeah. just leads up. And like you could tell, he's not even looking to where the driver would be. He's looking <laughs> where the luggage is supposed to be. You sucked my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you told me about you that. Have you seen that movie yet? No. Uh, you I want watch
0: it. I you, sh- won't. you really should. No. It's so good. Which movie? Knock Knock. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's so funny. From
2: Eli Roth. Yeah, of yeah. course. I uh, did watch uh, that.
0: October's coming up. Yeah, you should add it to your uh, Halloween
1: list.
2: I, I guess. Yeah, I, I saw it. So maybe I should add it to. That's
1: a that's an easy one. You did see it?
2: Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. See, sorry, I did. Um. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, oh, oh! What did you think? Is it in, oh,
2: insane? Um, you know, um, the <laughs> 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 bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eli Roth. Is definitely a student of great horror. Like there's in all his movies, there are really student excele- underlined. Yeah, that's the, there. There we go. <laughs> we need to <laughs> my next point. <laughs> um, uh, this I think Knock Knock could have actually really gone someplace really great, but didn't. Because, well, like, yeah, like the whole
0: yeah. idea of the home invasion is, has been used to great effect. In yeah, the, uh, the Strangers. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, that was oh yeah, man, really I love good. that movie.
2: So good. Um, yeah,
0: and Purge the, the Purge. Get out of here! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the experts are talking. Um, straw dogs. <laughs> All right, um, straw is good. that's yeah, straw dogs. That's, that's is really that's good, right. but it's not really. You redeemed movie. yourself, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like Knock Knock is just so. I was talking about the remake. Uh, mm-hmm. Shut up!
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst.
0: <laughs> Knock Knock is just so campy, but yeah. not in a. I don't think in an intentional way. No. Um, I think that Eli Roth. Thinks that he's being really cutting edge and edgy. Yeah, and I feel like he really hates like some some woman did something to him because <laughs> I feel like there's like the, a lot of the stuff that he's doing, like he's making Kiannory's character say, is something that he has experienced in his life or something. that Oh he's, yeah, like, always have you seen Green Inferno? No, I don't know if I want to. Uh,
2: Again, a movie that like could have been like our generations maybe Cannibal Holocaust a little right. bit, but then like all of a sudden it's like oh yeah, let's just torture a virgin because I feel like somebody hey, I yeah, thought was a virgin made know, me just, feel really bad and I'm you gonna know, fucking it. Something about like, that eh.
0: guy. I don't know. It does doesn't work for me.
2: I am I am torn on him because I feel like he could do so much great stuff, but it just ends up falling flat a little bit. If like, he
0: focused on the the horror elements, he is the Zack the... Snyder of horror. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: would I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if he focused on making good horror films and not trying to do something else within those horror films, yeah. it, he could he could do some good stuff. Uh, I remember Cabin Fever, one of my least favorite movies of all time, mm. um, being very disturbing, but the writing was so terrible that it ruined any sense of dread I had throughout the movie.
2: Yeah. So yeah, there are definitely two camps within the horror genre, and he has all the other people that are under the banner of, like... Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah.
0: And what's the
2: other one? What? <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> 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 ah, oh. I got him, everyone. Nothing flies over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I, would I stumped it. the
0: horror master. Um, oh, I got to tell you about something about Friday the 13th. But we can save that okay. for, for... Save for another later. time. Unless our our viewers really want it, well, viewers we'll, we'll talk offline about. That. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> there's a cool board game coming out about Friday the Thirteenth. It looks really awesome. Okay, going on. Oh sweet! Wow, <laughs> is it called Camp Crystal Lake? No, I can't remember what it's called. But uh, okay, okay, I'll uh, b- really quick because I think yeah. it's really cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, have you ever played um, Letters from Whitechapel? Or yeah, games? I played that with you. Okay, good. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, hidden role games where uh, so Letters from Whitechapel for those that aren't, aren't aware is a game where everyone is a cop except one player who is Jack the Ripper in, uh, you know, uh, Victorian London, and uh, Jack the Ripper can see where he's moving and try and, like, you know, commit a crime and escape, and the cops can't... But he can also see where the cops are because they're all, like, actually moving pieces on a board. Oh, shit. Whereas Jack the Ripper's secretly moving on the board. And so they're trying to catch him, and so it's a really cool game. Friday the 13th game, again, I wish I knew what it was called off the top of my head. I don't, but it's basically that same concept except reversed, where... Uh, everyone can see where the killer is, and is and are trying to hide from the killer, as he's going around the campground trying to murder everybody. So it's like a hidden roll game where people are like trying to hide, hide from the killer. Hide and, and so seek they, board game. So it, it makes because what's what's really uh cool about Whitechapel is that the character of uh Jack the Ripper is always like terrified when like people get the cops get close to him and stuff, but they can't like show it right because obviously that'll give it away. This flips it on its head where everyone's going to be terrified all the time because you can see where the, the evil guy is going all the time. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. Anyway. Nice. Check that out. I
2: wish I knew what
0: it was called, but I'm <laughs> sure if you search for it, you'll for find sure, it. Sure, yeah. Cool. It's, it was a hit at uh, uh, whatever that convention is. San Diego Comic-Con? No. Sorry, there's a, there's a board game convention. Underneath
2: there. Cast Party? Um, cast
0: oh, yeah. Sure. yeah a- <laughs> like, that's, no, that's not the title of the convention either.
2: We'll plug something at the end of this episode. Anyway, <laughs> right,
0: so, so let's move on to Bart Simpson's Dracula. Yeah. Uh, Lisa knows immediately that the vampires are to blame. <laughs> uh, as everyone should. Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, a peasant has been killed with two holes in his neck, drained of blood, and, they and they this cape a, was found. It says Dracula on it. On it. Uh, they think it's something, some kind of mummy. So they destroy the natural. Uh,
1: they, they destroy the Egyptian, Egyptian
0: wing. Egyptian wing at the yeah. museum. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Hilarious. And then uh, we get uh, on an r- unrelated news story. Mr. Burns just bought the blood bank.
1: Precious blood. Precious blood.
0: blood. <laughs> and then he, on another unrelated. Uh, the Simpsons were invited to Mr. Burns Manor for a midnight dinner in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Hilarious. Uh, that was really which is got a, <laughs> which if this was canon would be an, another uh you know thing to determine where springfield is because mm. it's at least a drive away from pennsylvania but it's not yeah. canon so too bad idiots
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dumb <dumbs>. uh oh <laughs> but he serves him free blood um, and uh lisa quickly deduces that he's probably a vampire and
1: everything about Vampire Burns is directly from Gary Oldman's performance. Yeah, the costume, the hair, the costume, the hair, the shadow, shadow. Doom. What did I say? Gary Oldman's. Gary Oldburns. Gary Oldburns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so great. I loved it. Oh my! God. Everything about Burns is Gary Oldman, and it's it's hard not to laugh at that movie <laughs> after seeing this. That's fair. Like, and Mr. Smithers is Reinfeld. Yeah. Right. Renfield. Renfield.
2: Renfield, yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I, I haven't even
1: seen, seen it and I know it. Yeah. And
0: uh,
2: I thought you were referencing another Simpsons character. I was like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure,
1: Reinfeld. Reinfeld Simpson. <laughs> also, he looks exactly like that character does in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Which is spot on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: mm <laughs> um, So they go and investigate Burns' lair, and they find the uh, laundry room. Yep. But then they also find <laughs> secret vampire lair. No garlic. No garlic. Yeah, <laughs>
0: within neon sign,
2: um,
0: which has a super fun happy slide. <laughs>
1: I know I probably shouldn't, but when will I be here again? <laughs> Bart pulls the lever, slides down the slide, becomes a vampire, and a kind of scary scene. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, genuinely. Also,
0: when like Lisa's reading the book and. And the vampires are like approaching on them. Oh, and, and Bart's I've seen doing his shemp and his curly and impression. Curly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Bart becomes a vampire, and Lisa runs to tell everyone. And Burns like, "Oh, what are you talking about? Bart's right here. Hello, mother. Hello, father. I've missed you during my uneventful absence." <laughs>
1: So he's a vampire, as are all the neighborhood children now. Yes, I we guess. Quickly realize they're yeah. all floating outside Lisa's window, mm-hmm. and uh, this this uh, this this segment actually moves along at a really tight pace too, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, Bart tries to turn her into a vampire, and he gets discovered by Homer. And Abe says, "We need to kill the boy." <laughs> Um how'd you know he was a vampire? He's a vampire? Ah. He runs away. So Grandpa wanted to murder Bart. Yep. Just for did. no reason. Why do we think he wanted to I murder him? I think he Bart? was asleep
0: <laughs> and he had a nightmare. Ah. <coughs> <And> <coughs> or he just woke always wanted to murder him. And them. just thought he was still in that nightmare, so he just wanted to kill him. I don't know the reason exactly, but that's the that's <laughs> the underlying reason. Alright, I get it. Because yeah. he didn't think he was a vampire, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so they they uh realized that to stop The vampires, essentially, they have to kill the head vampire, which they all agree is probably Mr. Burns. Mm -hmm. So they go back to his place, and Homer does not get to go on the super fun happy slide.
1: Unfortunately. (laughs) Which is very
0: sad. Um, I love the way he says that. Super fun happy slide. (laughs) (laughs) So bizarre. Um, And they uh, open the casket, drive the stake through his heart. His crotch. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Then he drives it through his heart. And he quickly dies, and everyone, you know, is like, "Oh, good, everything's good now." Yeah, they go home. But wait, and yeah. Grandpa flies in. <laughs> he's like, "I'm a vampire," and his teeth fall out, and he hits his head. He's a klutz. <laughs> <'Cause he's laughs> but he's an old man, you see. <laughs> yeah, and <that> old manor, <laughs> old men <top>. are idiots.
2: <laughs> but
0: uh, Lisa's like, "Wait, I thought we killed the head vampire," and he's like, "Like, nope, head vampire's Marge."
1: <gasps> what? It's always who
0: you least expect.
1: Yeah.
2: That That's is right a Lost Boys a little, reference.
0: Yeah.
1: Full circle, full circle, full circle.
0: Is is that, that, uh, what
1: is that? the Lost Boys reference.
0: Lost
2: Boys, yep. Yeah.
1: The head vampire thing,
2: yeah. Oh, uh, I've seen it. It kind of gives away the whole movie.
1: No oh, <laughs> spoilers I for I Lost know, Boys. Yeah, it's I don't a 1980s know if you have any movies starring the Corys and Kiefer Sutherland. so whatever. Yeah.
2: and lie. the <laughs> them floating above the window is also a uh, Lost, Boys Lost Boys reference oh, as well, yeah. as well as Salem's Lot, if I remember correctly. The
1: but how is Marge being the. The head vampire. Is there a twist at the end of Lost Boys? There's a twist Boys? at the end of <laughs> Lost Boys. Oh. Spoiler alert yeah. for it's listeners. Like not the
2: person that everyone
1: assumed it was yeah. throughout the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's
2: like the head, who's, they're wrong about the head vampire gotcha. or something, as I recall. Lost Boys is actually not a bad vampire movie. It's pretty good. Well, I'll never watch it now. It's just fun. It's like 80s fun. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so... um, Oh, yeah, I was going to say it kind of uh, foreshadows the later trios of horror as well, where Marge is the head witch or whatever. Yeah. Or yeah. just a witch, I guess. Yeah. A witch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Easy Bake Coven, that segment is called. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's a, in season eight. That's a, that's a terrible, terrible pun. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, they all go to attack Lisa and then quickly turn and say, Happy
1: Halloween, everybody! Charlie Brown. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was really great.
0: Yeah, yeah and then was... it ends with a Charlie Brown, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Charlie Brown reference. Yeah, so
2: because uh, Christmas is after, <laughs> it's true. I, oh! I love
1: that. I love <laughs> that
2: part. That sounded like that seemed like somebody was just like, "How do we end this fucking episode? <laughs> What's after Halloween? Anybody? Anybody? Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Nah. nah, it's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: wait, <laughs> <laughs> shit! Black Friday." oh boy (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah that's the end of that one Mm -hmm.
1: what'd you guys think this was a good episode yeah this was a really funny episode I liked it
2: this is my favorite Treehouse of horror I've seen so far out of the ones ones you've seen yeah
0: I don't know I think this falls lower on the scale for me for Treehouse episodes oh man
1: my favorite is the one with the shinning Mm, yeah that's probably where uh, Willie keeps yeah because that's the one in Nightmare
2: Cafeteria as well yeah Yeah, I I love that one I
1: think that's the next one yeah, well, and I the, said so the, far and
2: time and
0: punishment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I think that's my favorite one for sure because yeah. I love all three of those segments, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe and uh, you know, if I looked at all of the House episodes in order, I might change my mind because I might find some clunkers.
1: I like this one the most so- thus far. Okay,
2: yeah, I'm yeah. in the same boat. Like, because I've seen the Muppet to this point. Up to this point, this is my favorite one. Like, it was really good.
0: I'm trying to remember what last year's segments were.
2: This one is so unabashedly, like, Halloween. Like, there's vampires and the devil Mm -hmm. and, like, monster. It's so, like, it's great. It's so fun, like, all together. Like, it's hard for me to pick a single segment because they actually all work so well with the Twilight Zone Mm -hmm. theme, and, like, it's great. Like, I I love it. Uh, Do you guys have a favorite joke in the
0: episode as a whole or
1: (laughs) maybe within each segment? Uh, The gremlin exploding is my favorite joke in that segment. Uh, in the in the first one, uh, it's Lionel Hutz combing his hair with a fork. <laughs> uh, and in the third one, it's uh, uh, fresh victims for my ever-growing army of the undead. Sir, you need to <laughs> take your hand <laughs> off the button. Oh, son, son of, a of a bitch! <laughs> uh, that was my favorite from the third one. Yeah, that's one. a good one. Yeah,
2: that was really great. <laughs> um, I really liked in the first one when... Devil Flanders just comes in and says, Oh, hey Bart. Bart's oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> hey, Bart. hey. Years of Backstory. <laughs> One second. <laughs>
0: oh, that was another uh, deleted scene where he Bart wishes for a Formula One Racer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'd sell my soul for Formula One Racer. That Fox? can be arranged. Yeah, change my mind. Bart, don't toy with Satan. <laughs> <laughs> stop
1: pestering the <laughs> devil. Oh yeah, stop pestering Satan. Yeah. Um <laughs> What was your favorite one in uh, Gremlin?
2: Oh, the German kid and his little bag of <laughs> goodies was pretty funny. Um, what else? Yeah, that one was full of like really great one-liners. Actually,
1: yeah.
2: Um, I'd have to pick the German one because I'm part German, and you know it's funny. <laughs> yeah, or my col- my culture is funny. <laughs> uh, so my favorite from the first segment
0: is uh, <laughs> Lionel Hutz saying "Unbreakable." <laughs> I just love that whole process that he goes through and everyone (laughs) stares at him like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. He's, you know, let him finish. He's going somewhere. This, nope. He just leaves. Uh, And then, of course, uh, in the second one, it's the gremlin. Uh, That's one of my favorite jokes Uh, in all of Simpsons (laughs) is just (laughs) the fact that autos go quick to just run him off the road because a child says, you know, there's a gremlin on the side of the bus. Don't worry, I'll get rid of it.
2: <laughs> Rams it off the
0: yeah. think like maybe Otto hates gremlins or something, like the cars? Anyway. Um and then uh my favorite from the third one is probably just the, the subtle moment at the beginning where Burns has the drop of blood yeah. and he licks it and says, Precious blood that's the way he says it is great. Yeah. Classic Burns. <laughs> Classic. Something he like I would see him do in Canon as well. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and quick stop at the reference desk while we to wrap up anything we missed. Uh yeah sure <laughs> I
1: mean <laughs> tried to hit most of them it's, it's kind of difficult with this one I know there were in the actual um in the actual wraparounds themselves there's paintings like mm. every painting. Tons. oh yeah. yeah scream there's uh there's the scream there's a Picasso with the Lisa apple painting. playing the yeah. apple painting yeah. the dogs playing poker guys yeah they're dogs. <laughs> playing, playing poker. poker that's my favorite joke of the episode oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just homer's freak out yeah his <laughs> his complete and utter breakdown at, <laughs> at it. and it's like oh my god that's funny <laughs> and it's like I, it doesn't even matter why it's just <laughs> so funny over <laughs> great
0: uh well, thank god that's over um so uh, there's the book that they find is uh, written with a foreword by Steve Allen. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Our friend Steve Allen. Monty Burns. No. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm a vampire by Monty Burns. Um, we, we mentioned Cur- Curly and Shemp of the Three Stooges. Uh, the one we missed uh, is, so the whole thing with the donuts being fed to Homer is actually mm-hmm. a reference to a cartoon, Pigs is Pigs. Oh yeah, which a generic pig character known for being glutton is taken in by a scientist, forced to eat all the food in the world. So just kind of that contraption that they use mm-hmm. is oh. taken directly from that cartoon. Um, I think we got most everything else. The end theme, of course, is a combination of the monsters and the Adams family. So that's just a little nice, a little final mm-hmm. thing. There's a bunch of things at the beginning as well with the um, gravestones. Elvis is dead. Elvis is dead. Except
1: that one's um, <laughs> <a balanced laughs> budget. Uh, TV violence, subtle political, subtle political sad- s- satire. Yeah, um, I, I thought those were funny. Yeah. yeah, those those were actually pretty good gravestones yeah. this yeah. year. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, and then uh, to bring it back around to that whole devil and Daniel Webster thing. Um, so the fiddle thing is not related to that. Um, but the the fiddle I think has just become a general um idea of challenging the devil. But Devil and Daniel Webster is what originated the idea of selling your soul to the devil, like making the deal with the devil. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and so I think mm-hmm. probably the Charles Daniels Band song... The contract, the devil and Daniel which, Webster, is <laughs> <laughs> which is
1: unbreakable.
0: Which is unbreakable. So, yeah. so. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of uh, things I've seen have used the fiddle specifically, so that's why I assumed it was uh, from that.
1: But Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Well, folks... That about does it for another uh, season of The Treehouse of Horror. Ryan, my God. Yes. Thank you so much for being on again and talking to us about uh, horror movies and just silly Twilight Zone references. Yeah,
2: so great. (laughs) Uh, These are getting better and better every time I see them. Yeah, the next
1: one is... Oh, I'm so excited! Choice. I'm so excited! You guys have mm. definitely
2: hyped it up for me. So.
1: I'm uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to have you back on. Yeah. Um. Thank you. So before we uh, give out the things that we need to plug, I understand you guys have things to plug.
2: Yes, we do. I'm going to plug something. Go for it. Uh, Theater Basement's first show of our new rebranded uh, mandate, doing strictly horror all the time. We're doing a show called The Underneath. By Killeen Conway Blanchard. Alan's in it. Hey, I'm acting. Yep.
1: You're (laughs) acting again.
2: It's going to be great. It's literally a B-horror movie on stage. October 6th to 8th and 13th to 15th. We might even have a midnight show. It's going to be awesome.
1: I've read some of this script, guys. It's funny. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. And it's going to be a a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you guys are doing a midnight show... I would strongly recommend seeing it then. That would be really cool. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that, that's all I have to say. Sweet, we're uh, here.
1: How can people get tickets? When uh, really we haven't been help. able
2: to release tickets yet because we are going through a new system with mm-hmm. all the rebranding. Mm-hmm. But uh, keep checking TheaterBasement.ca, and all the updates will be there. And we are on Twitter at TheaterBasement.
1: Perfect. Uh, as for us, you can get in touch with the two bad neighbors at the Hammock District on Third at Gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Numerical three. If you want to leave us a comment, if you want to be on the show, you can email us. And uh, if you want any, leave any corrections or omissions, that's a good place to do it. Or on Facebook, you search Two Bad Neighbors. We're the only one. <laughs> that is a Simpsons podcast. <laughs> so far. Yeah. And uh, Twitter at Bad Neighbors, sorry, Bad Neighbors Pod. And all of these notifications go directly to Alan or I's cell phone. So we'll get in touch with you as soon as we can. <laughs> yep. We're 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 hoping for it. So
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm just staring at my phone right now, hoping something will come in. Oh boy.
2: Oh boy. Oh, my oh
0: Gil. Yeah. Uh <laughs> stay tuned next time when we'll be talking about the episode Marge on the Lamb.
1: I and like we'll that. We'll talk one. about
0: our precious antique cans.
1: <laughs> 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 I love that joke. <laughs> she was ordered to pay 60 cents to repay to to replace them. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. One of my favorites. But we'll talk all about that next time. So
0: keep watching the ski.